welcome to the final episode of Mighty Orbots. As we, well, not the final episode of our podcast, but the final episode of our look at the Mighty Orbot series, as we're looking at the final episode, episode 13, and the original pilot. And joining you today is Sean and Thomas. Sombra. And joining us also is guest host Mighty Andio Bots. <laughs> Andy, you also said you have a Twitter account with lots of robot art. Yeah, I draw robot art. It's at GoGoAndyRobo. So if you like robots and you like just random musings, go over there. And that's Andy, A-N-D-Y, correct? Yes. I also hear that there's uh, Japanese lessons to be found. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I, I, I teach Japanese lessons through Google Translate by holding it up to a TV screen while playing a Sega Saturn game. Yes. It's going to be a great education right there. Very it entertaining. That's, well. And then you totally post a whole walkthrough of a game that way <laughs> on what's that one website that does video walkthroughs? Game <laughs> Facts. I forget what it is. I read a whole walkthrough screen cap of of two video games in this video game series because i didn't want to play like the 80 hours dedicated to them but i was interested in the story now i forget what the games are it's the one where the final boss is like this thing of destruction but you call him with singing i don't remember rhapsody no it's arsonelico yes that was it yeah that's well, it. that was probably one of them. There's like an Arts on Elico <laughs> game every month. There's like 30 of those things now, probably. Yeah, I think I, I read the first two and screen cap, like the whole story without playing the game. And was tempted to do that during my lunch breaks at work. That would be my lunch reading. Anyway, we're here to talk about Mighty Robots called the Mighty Orbots. So before we begin, Sammy, do you have any cool Mighty Orbots? stuff and or memories of this show um alas not really i mean like <laughs> i i mean other than andy like he cool uh i think you made me watch like the first episode together i forced it um, yes yeah yeah you know but i mean like that was really fun in, in terms of like growing up with it or whatever like i didn't even know about it until i met andy so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about it, too, until Sammy brought it up on this podcast. So, so just like, you keep spreading <laughs> it out. So, <laughs> Thomas, what about you? Memories of this show slash uh, whatever else the other half of the question I asked Sammy was. The memories of the th 13 hours I've spent with the show. <laughs> but did you know it existed before the podcast? I've never heard of it, no. Okay. GoBots, Transformers, Voltron. Uh, I think that's it as far as giant robot shows from the 80s. Well, it's not big robots, but I missed out on the whole Robotech thing. I didn't even know what that was until college. And I'm like, oh, you know what? There's one more. And I, I like this show a lot, but it was confusing as a kid because it seemed like it had a different name every single time. There was like five names and I already forget all of them. But the ones with the... Yeah, I think that's the series. Yeah, where they kind of have those G-Force. Yes, Cartoon Network. Gotchamon, yep. Um, I, I think Saban or somebody had one called Eagle Men. Eagle Men. Yeah. Oh yeah, I always wonder. I was like, what is the show? Okay, how does this show have the same name? What's going on? If you like fighting games, you should play Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Because, that game oh, looks so good. I, it, I remember fun. 
Marcella brought that over my well my wife uh when we were uh, early dating because we watched Kashan all of that and mm. she's like Kashan's in this video game I was like what the hell are you talking about nobody cares about Kashan to put him in a video game so she had to bring wow. that over and like show it to me on the Wii you have little faith <laughs> I, I, I know I was like oh my god he's come back because this was before sins even came out too so which what a completely different show Kashan sins Kashern Kashern oh my god sorry I'm saying Kashan because that's what they said in the 80s OVAs it's still good I like that show a lot. The original or Sins? Sins. I like it too, but nobody else seems to most of the time. Either standalone, fans of the series don't seem to like it, and then standalone, some people are like, what am I watching? I was like, well, it's really beautifully written. It's just, this is the kind of show it is. You have to know what it is going that into show, it. That show just went, like, we want to strike a tone, and we're going to hammer it throughout the whole series. And it's a tone that I like. I like that kind of just weird... And at the end of the show, if you haven't cried yet, you are not human. Okay, well, I didn't cry, so. <laughs> okay. Then you're just as emotionless as these I, robots. I can't that we cry because I don't want I don't want the rust to get all over me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, let's start into this last episode, episode thirteen. I don't think I've said the title for most of these. That's because I don't have the title card after a show. <laughs> So is on most of them. But this one did because it said the writer was Michael Reeves, who did a lot of the TMNT episodes, I think. But anyway. The first thing right off the bat, though, this episode, the giant weapon that can destroy suns is powered by an electronic music. How much more awesome and 80s do you have to get? Because it's like an electronic synthesizer music piano thing powers the giant star destruction laser. Had the rap right back around to episode one where they had the uh, that whole concert with Ragos <laughs> and Drax. Music is the key to the universe in our lives. I mean, absolutely. But there's a, but not to bring it back to Cobra again, which I do every time. But there's a scene in <laughs> Cobra. There's a scene in Cobra where they needed to get the map off of somebody who was on their tattoo, like on her back, and he, Cobra just goes to an organ and just plays like this crazy 1970s like psychedelic thing to to get this information. So it's just mm-hmm. cool that they're still using an organ <laughs> to to do to to do, do like simple commands. <laughs> Well, how does that actually get that off of the person's back? Like, did they did he play just some central music and just play them out of their clothes or something? <laughs> I, I I I think I'm hope I'm not mixing up the scenes because I probably am, but I think he got all the tattoos. It, the, the, the 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 galaxy weapon is tattoos on this one guy's daughter's back. So, oh so, yeah, because yeah. It's, the, it's the TV version of the movie episode. Yeah. And either Cobra or Lady play the song, and it just mixes them together, or, or maybe, or maybe it was they're trying to revive Cobra. Either way, an organ is played. <laughs> so they use this weapon to destroy a sun, and I'm like, well, there goes that totally uninhabited solar system. So kids don't have anyone being killed, because the first thing Umbra does is destroy his sun, so he can threaten the Galactic Patrol, and, and just be like, all right, surrender or blow up your sun. I don't know how this accomplishes his goal, 
because we don't actually know what Umbra wants throughout this entire series, do we? Like most of the time he's trying to get things or destroy the galactic patrol, but has he wanted to destroy earth before? Or does he actually want earth to like take it over? Or does he want its resources? He's just evil, but we don't know what he actually wants. Well, assuming that he's destroying the sun, he wants, I guess he wants earth because he could have just aimed that at the earth, right? Yeah, no, he had to test it first, you know? You never yeah. test it on your... Then they wouldn't have a chance to surrender and give you the Earth. Well, what happened with this episode? Because he he does the test, then he speaks with Rondu and basically gives him an hour. Five hours, yeah. Five hours, but why? Five hours for what? What did he want them to hand over again? He, he wants them to surrender, I think, uh, in five hours, because that's how long it takes to recharge the death laser. Oh, I'm sorry. The, uh, the, uh, no, not the Shadow Fortress, the Star Destroyer. Oh, so he just wants them to surrender. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. If that's, you know, is that what happened, uh, Sammy or Andy? Is that what you remember happening? You know, it's, it, that's a really good point because I don't remember what Umbra's whole thing was about. I don't remember exactly why he's evil other than being evil. Yeah, because so. I mean, there are other episodes where he has tried to just, you know, bomb the earth and stuff. But I mean, I, from that aspect, I could say that, I mean, he has had other goals in, in Orbots and Rondu are always getting in the way. So maybe he just wants to finally just destroy them once and for all and take earth with them just mm -hmm. to, so he can continue to do, like, run his shadow star business. <laughs> shadow star LLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a lackluster villain in terms of eighties villains. He's not memorable. <laughs> it's not like he's like, my whole thing in life is to dominate the galaxy. Like, we don't even know that. I mean, unless... plan each episode. Unless I missed why, which I... I mean, I'm the ultimate Orbot stan when it comes to this stuff, but, like, I don't... I can't recall a reason why Umbra wants to do what he does other than defeat the Galactic Patrol. And it's like, okay. You, you do that. Like, do, is there anything else to that plan? Do you... Yeah, like, dude, why do you hate them so much? Like, what's going on? What's your backstory? It's like when it's like when Umbra went to the bank with his business plan. It's like one page. It's just like destroy the Galactic Patrol, and they're like, oh, we can't give you a loan for this. <laughs> Did anyone else see, hear like how the narrator just like would not be quiet the first five episodes of this episode? Umbra destroys the sun in, in a nearby galaxy, and he goes, "Umbra's really done it to himself." This time, and I'm like, why are you so happy? He destroyed a galaxy. This is a pretty big deal, man. <laughs> also, I like, come on, narrator. I love how Dia is just there, you know? Hey, oh, I just witnessed a galaxy explode. Whoop. Well, that way she's written out of the episode because she's over there now and doesn't have to come to where the plot is. Yeah. There was another quote. The narrator's like, oh, no, it's only going to get worse for those Orbots. And I'm like, what? You're telling us the future now? <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess I'll wait for something even more terrible to happen to them in the coming few minutes. One thing that was funny, like the episode starts with them wondering what Rob is doing. And, and immediately Ono's like, we could get in trouble. And then she immediately smiles at that <laughs> prospect and just runs over and does it anyway and says, let's do it. Heck yeah, troublemaker. <laughs> and then they see the, these like different robots uh, on up there that almost look like older or newer versions of them. So they think they're going to be replaced. But the thing that's hilarious is they go in to talk to and approach him about it. 
<laughs> and something like some something goes wrong in Rob's area, and like it's a piece of equipment. He's like, ah, it's okay. The good thing about machines is that we can always replace them. And then Ono just gets this terrified look on her face, and I just started laughing. <laughs> That was good. I like that. That <laughs> yeah. was that really made me laugh. <laughs> I, I have a, mean. I have That's I right. have I have in my notes the quote, and then after that, Rob, comma you dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Let me just hammer home the point. You are disposable. Serve but, your purpose or else. <laughs> well, I think like it's. I thought later he was just gonna say, "I don't think of you as robots" or some something cheesy like that. I, I like how he goes, what's wrong with them? Oh, well, I'm a horrible friend who doesn't communicate. So back to work. This is why Dia doesn't like you. <laughs> Only fake Damn. Dia liked you, Rob. <laughs> I enjoyed Bort as a rocking chair. That made me laugh. He was like, oh, he's so upset. That's, that's how I feel when I'm upset. I get it. So where did this random teleporter come from? The... Uh... It's just like, oh, we could teleport anywhere we want in the galaxy. We've been able to do this the whole time, but we casually just fly around and patrol different galaxies to see what's going on. Yeah, that kind of just blew my mind. I was like, okay. I mean, I feel like there's been several situations where that would have been very useful. Yeah. Uh, including in this episode where they're on the they're on the Shadow Star planet and, and Rondu says there's no way to contact the Orbots. I'm not aware that they also have this machine where they can just send anything anywhere. It came from the land of Plots to Visylvania. <laughs> uh, they didn't even mention something like, oh, Rob just completed it or something like that. It's just there. Like it's been there all this time. But the Shadow Star is a thousand feet thick. So maybe that's why they didn't use it or a thousand miles a thousand thick. Miles, yes. How big is that ship? Jesus. Well, they at one episode they said he could fit three suns inside of it. So Jesus, <laughs> or were you just fanficking that? I don't remember hearing that. I listen. I have my whole story of exactly where these robots came from, why he designed them. Don't worry. They're tragic backstories that led tragic. to their life. Superheroes. No. Yes. Just... <laughs> oh, so um, did anyone notice that once they teleported to the Shadow Fortress, their art style completely changed and they were more blocky for the next minute? Uh, so I, I can address that. They, the show did not do a good job in explaining Orbots mode, where the characters get blockier so they can do the transformation and it makes sense. Because if you look at the characters themselves, they're, they're, they're very, like, the ladies are very slender, and Tor's kind of chunky, and then Bort's kind of thin. So Orbots mode, I assume, like, they never explain this, but it's just, like, them as squarish pieces that could form into a square-like robot and I, and like if you Google the pictures of the images of the characters online, all they have are the, the regular modes. There's no really good resource of the quote-unquote Orbots mode, as they call it. Like, they, it's some, some episodes they call it that. But yeah, this happens throughout the series. The end, like the, uh, what was it, the uh, circus episode, the last half of the episode, they're all in the chunky style. Oh, weird. So like they're just like that because they think they need to transform soon or something? Yeah, I'm going to post them. This is like one of my like, like favorite pictures of Tor, but you could tell like they're chunkier. They have like okay. more more pieces. Like okay, so I had a realization when we see the, the scenes where they fly into the air to become the mighty Orbot. They actually do become the like T-shaped square robots before becoming the uh, appendages. 
So I do, I think I do kind of get where that is now because they do have a second mode before they go into, you know, foot or hand mode. Yeah. And even the girls are designed with like joints in the middle of their chest to like, like these circular designs. Okay. So it wasn't bad art design. It was just not explaining. It was not explained well. Here's another one. Kind of see the, there's like circular joint pieces on their waists. Yeah. That's what I'm used to seeing them as though, is most of the time, unless it's not paying attention. This is the show doing a terrible job at explaining that. Weirdly enough, I feel like this is my favorite out of all 13. <laughs> Just because it feels like they're, I mean, again, the villain is still like meh, but at least it's fighting the villain. I don't know how to explain it. Is, it didn't feel like di- there's, huh? Is it more direct? Yeah, like it didn't really feel like they were fighting a big villain at all like until this episode and the fight when they get to the planet was just like oh shit like this is actually getting real but then i also thought man if it was so easy to get onto this planet why couldn't they just kill him sooner (laughs) but i'm also like a sucker for stories that are like oh my god he's gonna throw me away i must prove myself so uh, (laughs) biased but yeah yeah can somebody explain to me why? What's the deal? With, oh no! Why is is their only purpose to to provide support and and start the ignition? Why can't? Why didn't Rob think it would probably be useful to have her be capable of controlling the ship on her own? That was my question too, because I said, "Wait, can only Rob and Ono operate the mighty Orbot? Like the other five can't do anything." themselves like, would, yeah would, would he also be useless without her like i know that boo like if she's shooting her wind power she activates the wind power herself but it seems like ono and rob are the ones that have to move her arm around in different directions yeah i didn't i never really thought of that before but the, the way that that sequence played out it just really yeah it just made it really obvious that like okay we're gonna we're gonna form mighty orbots but we can't really help you any further than that besides activating our powers. I would have liked to have seen the scene with Dia having to save Rob gets inside there with Ono to like, you know, pilot mighty Orbots, you know, like it, there's like nothing saying that Rob is the only one that can do that. Too bad she was galaxies away. She couldn't get there in time. Had no teleporter. Oh. But no, Andy, so is that, do you think that's how it works? Rob and Ono need to operate all the movements of the Orbots, but the Orbots themselves activate their powers, and it's like a symbiotic movement like that. I, I, I mean, I, that would probably make the most sense. I think it's just kind of whatever they wrote for plot convenience. Yeah. Uh, but like, but I think if you want to get into like deep dive, I think they probably need the Orbots can do the moves, but they just need that control to like mm-hmm. that initial like, okay, put all the energy. Like, there's a scene here. It's like Tor, use all the en- energy to get out of whatever trap I'm in. You know. So Tor now knows this is what he has to do because it's not really a hive mind. They're just listening to a command. Because in the, one of the earlier episodes, they, uh, they're they like, oh, next time we're going to do coordination drills. So it shows, I mean, I don't know if they were thinking this far ahead, but I think it shows that they the characters need to have someone telling them what to do. Otherwise, they just kind of get confuzzled. That, that's also kind of the problem with shows that don't get popular, like Transformers. You're never going to see like that that 20 or 30 page Bible that, that everybody's supposed to look at who works on the show. It never just becomes available anywhere as a special feature because the, the show unfortunately didn't get popular enough to see 
what a lot of the stuff would have been like moving forward or the intent behind certain things. Yeah. So does everybody want a, um, a brief intermission of awesome villain dialogue lines? Please. I like how like so much generic villain lines were shot out by Umbra this episode. He's like, this will lead to the destruction of the Orbots and the world. He says, you will never leave. And I, I, I don't know why he didn't say leave here alive, but, you know. <laughs> Stay with me forever. <laughs> He's like, you have nowhere to run when Rob leaves. And, of course, every villain's final line of dialogue when they're being defeated. No, this cannot be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the way Umbra died was really kind of creepy. Just him just kind of dissolving into nothing. And, and that was, I, I mean, that was really like when I last episode, when I said body horror, I legit mean that he is really freaky looking. And just to have him like turn into nothing, it's just, ugh, it just creeps me out. It looked like he was really dying. So, but he didn't seem to care. So that's what it makes you think like he can come back somehow. Cause he's just like, whatever, dying won't defeat me. He's not like screaming in horror or. Oh saying no or anything like that he's just like eh, i'll be back soon yeah i mean that's exactly how he was basically speaking to us saying that he'll be back but but like andy was describing what you were seeing i i'm watching that i was like oh this guy's gone for good and he's like no i no i i'll probably come back i'm like no you're not coming back yeah, <laughs> yeah. he looked like he was just dissolved out of existence and he was just saying that to put fear in the orbots as like as, as a final you know, a final jab before he died. What I also I noticed is that like a lot of the villains survive. They're on a devil's asteroid, the prison planet, or they're captured. They're stuck on another planet. You know, they're still alive. That one, what's his name? Werag? He's dead. That guy is gone. He, <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? He was the guy playing the piano. Oh, that's right. Cause he's in the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So him and that, that rat thing were, are dead. And it's just like, dang. I watched this yesterday and I already forgot he existed. Yeah, he, he has like two scenes, but the thing, yeah, but, but he, he's there to play the piano. <laughs> there was a weird animation error where it said there were 15 minutes left, but the timer went from 1501 and then went to 1502 instead of counting down. Whoops. It's what's funny about that is like that is so common in 80s animation. It like the Transformers episodes are. They, they'll they'll constantly have them un like retransform when the, everyone else is turning to cars. Like they'll they'll do it backwards. Yeah, or there was an episode we saw earlier where it cut to commercial, and then when it came back, eight minutes had gone by. So you're like, were they just standing there staring at each other for eight minutes before the rest of the plot happened? Yep. But yeah, I thought it was weird when Rob escapes, he went in to chase the Orbots, because he's like, where are they? And they left a message where they're like all sad, and they're like, we want to prove ourselves to you, so we're teleporting to Umbra probably gonna die but you didn't want it anyway so goodbye <laughs> I, I, li I like that scene because it echoes the beginning roll call i think it does it in the, the exact same order which is kind of like oh this is sad they think they're going to die and they're doing the opening roll call that it's like i don't know i thought that was really kind of like sad mm -hmm. but yeah so basically he teleports into a different place and he is trapped by umbra but when he escapes he's going through a literal maze being chased by a giant rat i'm like why would you design your spaceship interior like a maze like this but that was odd and not only do you design it with this just maze floor layout 
you just have like a control panel there that just has so much access, so much power. Well, no, no, see, there were like a billion corridors, and that just happened to be the one that controlled everything. Just by sheer coincidence, that's where he ran. You know, you show up the Death Star, you happen to go to the one place where Leia already is, even though it's like the size of Earth. Mm -hmm. And he sounded so excited when he found that control panel. <laughs> the line was control like panel. he was he was running and it's it a dead end and he looks around and he's like what's that a control panel and I'm like oh okay wow <laughs> okay. right <laughs> and then the narrator tried to make a joke again he's like getting them down I'm like why because they fell to the ground oh narrator oh Gary <laughs> he's a good boy the one thing that's weird is they can't fight as the giant as uh the giant orbot so they can't fight against the giant crab robot. So they all separate and they just defeat it. Two of them defeat the entire giant mecha. They didn't Listen. even need the big guy in the first place. In my notes, I have teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> like you would never see that in a Japanese mecha anime. It always has to be that one-on-one -on -one fight in the 70s and 80s. Well, actually, no, Voltron did do that later on to show that they were actually getting more powerful, that even the lions could defeat it without Voltron. So I take that back. But yeah, it was just so weird. The two of them defeated. They didn't even need all five of them. I thought they were all five going to do something for this giant mecha. But no, just two. And then he just kind of skids into the ground and just decides to stop fighting. Was that Destructaton? Destructon? Or was, yeah, was there... Yes, the giant crab robot. Yeah, I, I thought his design was pretty cool. <laughs> but my, my notes here says Destructaton? Okay, sure. Neat design. Like, it's like the names in this show are just so dumb. There was one planet, it was like Centrum, or like it's like Centium, the center of the galaxy. Sandia, the planet of sand. And it's like, okay. You said Centrum, and I was like, the vitamins? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, centrum, yeah. I'm going to call my center room in the house that now. This is my Centrum space. So dumb. <laughs> Did everybody notice that there was actually a fourth and final merger scene they made just for this last episode? I did catch that, yeah. A merger? yeah where they all fly up and form into oh, oh okay like most anime just gives you one really cool merger orbots gives you like five of them you know four yeah. or five of them and there's one thing i mean as an artist this bugs me a little bit that there's one scene i'm gonna no one's gonna be able to see this but i'm gonna post it into the uh chat where bow's arm gets attached from the head like the head of bow gets attached to where the shoulder piece should attach to her side and that's just like, that's not how that, that works mechanically. It, 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 it just, what, and when we talk about the pilot, it's just redrawing over the scene of the pilot because that's kind of what they did. They just made the scenes of the pilot better. But it's just like, kind of like, all right, whatever. We got some animation. Let's just rub a bit. But even though it does not make any geometric or any mechanical sense how this works. Well, so her head doesn't normally go into the shoulder joint? No, the head is just kind of straight upwards. and. Her left shoulder goes into the Orbot's right shoulder part. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'd have to look at other images to see what you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, there's like a little latch that comes out from where her arms should be and like attaches, but it just, again, mechanically does not make any sense. And I know that is such a stupid small nitpick. Yeah, but I did like the design of the ending. The design of using the star destroyer was really cool with all the music and then the little the little circle balls of energy going around this whole circle maze 
And I'm like, what is the point of this? But whatever, I guess it looks cool because all the balls just keep merging into one to make a bigger laser ball to destroy a sun. Because, you know, that's how technology works. Like just that and the destruction of the, the Star Smasher itself and then the ships, the Shadow Fortress itself and Umbra were just really cool how they all got destroyed at the end. I also like how Umbra was running out of time and he was like, just, just do it. Just send it now. And I think that's the only reason why Mighty Orbots was able to send that back because it wasn't as powerful. Oh, villains. Caused a chain reaction. So Umbra was going for broke, as they would say. See, I thought it's something different was going to happen. I thought he was going to say, do it now. And it wasn't going to have enough energy and was just going to start exploding his own spaceship. And then the Orbots would have just been fighting like an Umbra's main base because they, they were able to get to him because he was stupid. But that didn't happen. Because like usually when a villain says, I don't listen to you, scientist. I want you to do this now. Something bad happens. <laughs> well, I mean, the entire Shadow Star exploded. Also, when they were trying to find Rob, Ono used her the little terminal key she has. And it's like, I'm glad that it's the exact, those terminals are the same galaxies away than in the same on Earth. Do they shop at the same Radio Shack? I guess they do. Yeah, like yesterday uh, when I was on Saturn, I was able to put my zip drive in their computer to take some information back with me. There you go. There's also another scene where Rob is like, I got to keep moving or Umber will find me. And then the next millisecond Umber is like, found you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I forgot about that. (laughs) That was like that scene in One Punch Man where that that mole thing is digging and his face goes, found you. So at the end, they finally admit to Rob what they thought was going to happen to them, like being scrapped. And and he's just like, did you guys not look at the date? Those were like the original designs before I designed you guys or whatever, basically. But that's not how he says it. He says, I scrapped them and made you. So in my mind, I'm thinking, don't worry. I already made them and then killed them so I could make you. (laughs) (laughs) So is Rob oh. the real villain after all? <laughs> I was just like, they weren't as good to me as you guys are. <laughs> but that's like, it's just the way it was worded. made it sound like he was just really terrible and already killed them. But no, they were just designs he never actually made. I know that's what they were really going for. I have in my notes, all Rob, you cutie, everyone gets a cake. <laughs> yeah, except how did he spend three days making five cakes? Oh, I thought it was going to be... Plug into it, and I've simulated what eating a cake tastes like since you're robots. I thought that's what his birthday gift was going to be. But nope, just a cake. Just a cake. (laughs) I'm glad they didn't really spend that much time on that, because to me, that was kind of a disappointment. Of course, I didn't think that they were going to get scrapped. I thought that he was working on, like, upgrades for them or something. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I mean, that would have been a nice little, like, teaser for a second season, because this kind of wraps everything up nicely, you know? Other than, like, the weird loose ends that we know about, like, characters not getting enough time, or what happens to Umbra? Is he just floating in space? Is Aura? Like, no, no, they wrapped everything up nicely. It's like, okay, happy birthday, Dia. <laughs> oh, so he's trapped out in space with Dia and possesses Dia, so next season, Dia is the villain. <laughs> oh, Dia. And Rob has to go, Dia, wait, you you like me. Come out of And she's like, no, I want this power. Sorry, I'm making up stuff now. It sounds awfully close to my fan fiction. <laughs> are you are you being serious? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making stuff up right now because I was just like, yeah, yeah this, this is it for the characters. 
nothing else happens to Mighty Orbots ever again. Another blink and you'll miss it moment when before Destructiton comes out, a castle comes out of the ground. Like this castle for one, two, three, like a second. And it looks just like the Emerald City from Wizard of Oz. I mean, I didn't take, was able to take a screen cap to compare. I was like, that's a lot of detail to have for 0.1 seconds. Like it just like have a castle come out. I really think the animators were really like, well, let's just put her all into this. We're not getting a second season. So let's just have fun. You said you watched this as a kid or a young adult? I forget. I did not see it all. Are you talking to me or? Yeah, Andy. Sorry. Oh, hi, it's me. I did not watch this all as a, as a kid. I There was a video store by me called Number One Video that had a couple tapes. And I saw the tapes and I'm like, this animation's really good. I don't get it. This is weird to me. And then I forgot about it for years. And then when I think I started watching Transformers Animated, then really goes like, oh, okay. And then I learned Derek Wyatt and the other people who were the art directors were inspired by Orbots or one of them was. It just kind of went, because they have similar designs, the way they're shaped and the way their faces are. That really, was it 2007, 2008? Really pushed me to find more episodes. So I only saw like two or three episodes on VHS. And even then it was, it was just an oddity because I was looking for more robot media because I already had my full of Transformers. I had that occasional terrible GoBot tape, which I loved. But um, So it was just kind of this weird oddity I forgot about for a long time. And then when I found that people actually had bootlegs, I'm like, I'm going diving headfirst into all of this. Yeah, I originally I was wondering if you were like, trying to look for more episodes as a kid. Sometimes when you're little and you watch shows like these, you'll be like, oh, that came out one year. So I forget a lot of it and only slightly remember it unless you know you have it on VHS like that. But most of the time shows will come for a year and then go. And some of the shows I only remember because my mom recorded a tape for us. That was the first four hours of Saturday morning cartoons. So eight different shows hosted by ALF. Like every episode was ALF and one of the cast members came by to watch two of the episodes with him every hour. I don't know, it was some promotional thing, I guess. And so like that, that's the only reason I remember some of the shows is because I watched that a few times growing up. I remember what these TV shows existed actually were. I just posted it to the chat, which people can't see, but they, if they Google Weird Al Mighty Orbots, CBS did like a little newspaper print of their upcoming mm-hmm. shows. And it just has this really weird drawing of Al and like, I guess that's Tor and oh no. What is Wolf Rock TV? Oh, Okay, uh, Sammy, your, Kevin can probably explain this better, but that was canceled. That was a show that was like never completed. Oh my um, god! Did they preview like the first episode and then the rest just never came out? And oh my god, it's not on before... VHS. Sorry, go ahead. It's not on VHS. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's was the first episode gone. aired on this night only at eight PM, or just preview clips? Yeah. I, I, god, I, I, I want to I... say it was preview clips because. I don't remember who had it, but, like, somebody had recorded it off the TV because that's the only way you could get it. But it wasn't even a full episode. I'm pretty sure it was just the clips. Yeah, and and uh, what was it, Wolfman Jack? I believe, the, like, the radio announcer? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, he, like, lent his voice to this, and it just... It was it's just a weird, bizarre, like, footnote in animation history because, uh, Sam, I remember Kevin got a book that had Orbots and Wolfman Jack in it. Yep, yep. I think he got it because it had like Dunbine on it or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he always finds weird stuff. But yeah, it's so that's super duper rare. Hmm. It's funny because I was actually just watching a video a few days ago from this YouTuber that 
I just now added, so I'll see more, watch more of his videos called Kenny Lauderdale. Yes. And he just posted was uh, about an anime that anywhere and was able to find out that it was actually a canceled anime. And for some reason, only the opening and ending theme were released on record, but the anime itself was never released. And if it was released, it was only released at like a certain time during a six month period, possibly, but he couldn't even find that. So it's likely that it was just a demo reel or something made that was like a few minutes long, but it's hard to tell. They actually made a few minutes of it or more. The only article in a Japanese magazine looked like it was a, looked like it was just a, a, a promo instead of an actual episode, but there's no way to find out with more information. And it's just kind of interesting stuff like that, that is just gone. And it's sad because I also know there's like so much media is missing from pre-60s just because everything was taped over. So some of that's never going to be found unless people actually recorded it on TV back in the day. Well, no, that was been the 60s. Like unless, because that's right, some stuff has been lost forever just because they kept reusing stuff, which is kind of sad. I, I just saw a documentary. It's an older documentary on Monty Python. And the only reason why that was saved is because Terry Jones, one of the Monty Pythons, bought all the reels because they were just going to fil film over them. And if he didn't do that and got them for like nothing, that's the only way we, we have them. Preservation was not a thing to TV networks. I really hope I'm not getting the story wrong, but I, I think Astro Boy, the original Astro Boy stuff is really tough to find only by collectors who have reels and stuff like that because like NBC just left them in the sun, just let things go on yeah. fire, you know, like it, they, they didn't care. Like there's all kinds of things that are found. Like I remember when they tried to do Voltron on DVD, they had to re uh, all the, the sticker uh, or the stuff that sticks fell off. So they had to carefully like fix them just so they could play the tapes Oof. and got, and like, just remember like lost footage from Metropolis being found somewhere in, I think South America for all I know in a yeah. warehouse that the company also owned. And they're like, Hey, we found 20 minutes of lost footage of Metropolis. The entire movie has finally been found. Which is hilarious because it was in a thing labeled cooking show. <laughs> I, because I think, I think there was like a, like a militia that came in that was like trying to destroy any propaganda. So that was either sheer brilliance or just sheer ineptitude. Either way, it's amazing. Yeah. You got to wonder if like why they don't just sometimes have interns go, hey, we haven't searched this entire warehouse of 20 floors of film reel. Please go check, you know, one a day or something and see what it is. <laughs> but I don't know. Like you would have all this stuff and not know what it is sometimes. Seems kind of ridiculous to me. Yeah. But anyway, any final thoughts on this final episode of Mighty Orbots? I thought it was pretty fun. I thought this and the last episode, episode 12 and like the Dr. Phoenix one is also in my mind as like probably my three favorite ones. You know, I mean, this one was a, it's a good way to end, frankly, after watching so many finales that just freaking drop the ball. Uh, <laughs> this one's kind of refreshing. Not that it like, you know, anything to write home about, but at least it's freaking decent. Hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed this one. And uh, I think my least favorite episode was like the Dremlocks. I, I hated that episode. That was just like, you get these the Wookiees. Yeah, yeah, the Ewoks. No, they, they, they were called Dremlocks. I just, I hate them. I hate, I hate Ewoks. <laughs> I just get, I get out. Dremlocks and I was like, oh, okay. No, yeah. no, they're, they're, they're called Dremlocks. What? <laughs> they're Dremlocks. Yes, he's right. Dremlocks. Okay. Uh, yeah. And oh, it was I said, yes, they all had hairstyles. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did also like that episode where he turns, I think it is where that guy turns into the giant Sonic thing. Because I remember that was the episode where they all had to use their powers to fight five different uh, things. So they all fought like separately. Then they fought the as the robot and fought together. And then they had to fight that, stop the asteroid from blowing up the planet. And it was just like craziness. That one was fun. I kind of forgot about that Ewoks episode, but. <laughs> I actually liked it because of how blatantly evil they were. Because, you know, it, it kind of like what we saw with Drennan, where the Ewoks or the Dremlocks, <laughs> they would say something and the, the camera would just zoom in on their face. And with their obviously evil expression, it was it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was definitely cool to watch. It's a series where. Hey, the animation doesn't have to be complete trash and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Is like we can actually care and make something that looks good and and do interesting things with the visuals. I enjoy the fact that there was since there was no character, I, I assume no character bible other than this is the character, this is the color of the robot. You know, like one of those things that they could make mighty robots do whatever they want. There's one thing where he like was like shooting out of his arms, and then the other thing he made the uh, bolos to like. <laughs> so it's just like we can kind of do whatever we want, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, any other episodes stand out to you, Sammy, in your mind from the 13 we've watched? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have the worst memory in the world. <laughs> My fondest memory is talking about all of these episodes with all of you. Oh. It was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thomas, you actually did hate one episode, or did we turn you around by talking about it more on the podcast? <laughs> So, yeah, you kind of did. I, I, I still think it's probably the worst episode. Well, the worst of the la- of the last four. Mm-hmm. I, I'd have to think hard about the other episodes to tell, but that yeah. one, it wasn't as bad as I said initially. But I still mm-hmm. don't really like it that much. I don't think. Yeah, I think the Dremlocks was the only one I was just bored at the whole time because I'm like, oh, is this really what this episode's going to be about? I'm thinking back on the episode where Ono didn't feel appreciated by Rob, so she just left and wanted to go become a, a human yeah. <laughs> with the wishes or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that one. That's That one was very much an 80s, like, you're beautiful the way you are type feeling, but that those, that's, a good, that's a good episode to have. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, the, the one where they get sent to prison just because they have to fight the evil... Uh, the evil mighty Orbot, even though that's the one where uh, <laughs> Dia actually does something and helps do, do something with the robot, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was only the first three she actually actively does stuff in the plot. God, I don't even remember the trapped on the prehistoric planet pilot one. Leviathan was that underwater episode, right? <laughs> with, yeah. with all that stuff going on. Okay, I vaguely remember that I one. I like that one. That one, oh, yeah, I like that episode. Yeah, I like how they went inside him, too. Like, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like what was that Disney thing? It was like Body Wars or something like that? Do you remember that Disney ride? No. Yeah. There was I, a di- it, was, it, was, it was not a Disney ride. It was MGM Studios. Oh, my bad. But it was like one of those things. Like you're inside the body and like fighting off like, you know. Viruses or something. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was super cool. Mm-hmm. And, and, but that, that, that episode also has a line of one of the guys going, I'm going fishing. <laughs> and I thought that was really dumb, and I like it. And of course, uh, already mentioned like the rock and roll concert was kind of a funny like way to introduce <laughs> the whole show. I love that episode. Yeah, and then of course the last one is the jewel where they that it grows into a dragon. 
<laughs> so does anybody want to say anything else about the final episode before the pilot? Stupid GoBots suing them out of existence. Ah. All right. Well, all right. So we have a treat for you. We found on YouTube there is a pilot. It might not be a pilot. It, al- it uh, almost It's only 11 minutes. So it almost looks like what they were sending around to people to distribute to say, hey, this is the show we're going to make. Please pick it up and show it on your network. Because it's like a mini episode that was made before the series, which has really uh, different designs here and there, but not as ridiculous as the designs in this newspaper with Weird Al Yankovic. I mean, I guess that's supposed to be Ono, but that looks like a guy. And Tor looks like a crazy humanoid computer. I don't know what's going on with that picture you showed us. I think it's all based on the pilot, those those <laughs> images. What is this uh, pilot about, Andy? What Can you describe for us what's happening here? Uh, it's very, very fuzzy because I, I, I have to assume this was a fourth generation VHS tape uh, that was uh, going around. Actually, I remember reading a YouTube comment. I can't find it now, but apparently when this was being given to other networks, this was on the VHS. Like, this wasn't supposed to be shown to anybody. This was on like a VHS tape, and somebody had the forethought, uh, foresight to like, all right, let's 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 upload this to YouTube. This might be a or save it, which is really interesting. And I think they said it was like in Argentina. I think I remember. I'm googling. I can't find it, but I remember it was like in some other country that they <laughs> that they uh, had the wherewithal to save it. But what happens? Kind almost a rehash of the first episode. Uh, like at the very end, because it's really just showing off the robots. Um, Bort hates Bort's hates forests because he cuts down an entire forest to let a ship land. Um, that was weird. Yeah, they're not called Mighty Orbots. The pilot is actually called Brutes. B R O T S. I forgot about the most important part. And I was just like, who thought this was a good idea? For Absolutely. Me? What kind of name is that? I mean, they got the official logo made and everything. They were going force on this. I absolutely despise their designs in this. I despise them. Yeah. Because it's hard for me to really even say that this is a pilot. This seems more like a demo reel, kind of, because... It's like an infomercial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The way it's like, here are our characters. This is the kind of animation we want to do. Yeah, it it really yeah, because it, it there's so much like explainer material, uh, yeah. in this. Like there's uh, I wrote down everyone to show what they look like. So Crunch's design was completely different than what he is now. He's the same color. Yeah. If you put him side by side, you would not be able to tell it's the same guy. Though what's weird is Bort, his design is exactly the same, only he's gold instead of blue. And I thought that was really weird because it just like. It just looks weird. Maybe it's because I'm used to seeing him blue now. Tor had the same design and color. But when he was coming out of that rock area, I was like, wait, this is kind of like how Voltron does. And I was like, wait, this is actually the same thing they use in the actual show itself. Yeah, they just reanimated over Just it. with the newer designs. What did you guys think of seeing Boo's original design, pink instead of orange, with her ape-like face instead of a human-like face? Terrible. I mean... I, most of the most of the changes that they made in the the real uh, the official show, it was for the better. These designs, I don't like them at all. Um, the character of Rob that they aged him up makes a lot more sense compared to 
to what his actual character is. Like, I mean, it, it wouldn't make sense for him to be like, they would have to explain so much for him to just be like this kid genius kind of guy. And then the commander Rondu guy, he just, in this demo, he basically just looks like, I don't, I don't know. It's just some police chief guy. Like, why are you hanging out with this kid? It just didn't make sense for the actual premise of the show. He looks like a manager at like a shop, right? <laughs> Rob or, um, Yondu or whatever his name Ron, is. I, I, I don't even I don't even know if it's Rondu or because like he's just a, a guy yelling on his watch. <laughs> yeah. he, has, he has like a Chief Quimby mustache and it's just like, mm-hmm. who are you? It's like that looked different for him, but like for Rob, I didn't I couldn't really pick out on the difference. I guess just because he's riding that little motor land sweeper thing. I don't know. He does have he looks younger, but he also has like a more modern look at the time. Okay. Um, yeah, it kind of just seemed like to, I guess initially they were thinking they wanted to make it like really relatable to kids at the time. Yeah. yeah. And Mighty Orbots itself, the final design looks better. This one doesn't look bad, but uh, I do like the final design a lot better. Roots design looks like the um, one of the giant robots you guys mentioned before. Also not really big on the fact that they were going to be a band. This is my note in here somewhere. Yeah, like they're originally going to have a band while also being superheroes. <laughs> And Rob was going to be like their uh, manager. One thing I thought was funny is so Boo actually looked that had the same coloring, but she also had the same ape like face. I, I kind of wonder if someone just said, hey, yeah, can we make the robot girls sexier? <laughs> That's what they went with. Yeah. The, yeah. These designs just are not sticking with me. It's like they're almost there. And I think it was just kind of like, let just put something down. Just just draw something and we'll go with it. But here's here's their descriptions. Boo is actually described as a sultry siren. Oh. <laughs> and she has water powers. I don't know if that's her real powers in the show again. I can never remember. Because one of them has <laughs> illusion and teleport. Mistress of illusion. And Boo and Bo or whatever, the other one, described as being the girl next door with wind powers. <laughs> My God, man. It seems like Oh No is like the only person they kind of just like figured out from the start. They just, they, they, they just you know, she came to them in a dream. Because <laughs> she's perfect. I don't know. <laughs> I love Oh No. Oh No's great. What, and this is going to be hopefully the last time I mention it. They took a couple songs from Space Adventure Cobra and Orgus <laughs> and put them in here. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Yep. Like you do. Is it just because you recognize them so much from watching them? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I have, I have the soundtrack to Cobra. I don't have Orgus. I had to actually look it up what what songs they were. But uh, they use the beginning. They use the song Cosmic Dust, and at the end they use one song. It's all in Japanese. Yeah. They, so they they're using songs from other TMS uh, stuff just for like filler. Oh, uh, and the funniest thing is the narrator says, "Of course, Rob is our hero," and I'm like, uh. No, I, I was in the show. The thirteen episodes we just watched, heroes are clearly all all of them, like him and the six Orbots. He never strikes me as the main character in any of them, unless that was maybe the original intent. What do I have? I got two notes here. Oh yeah, it says the robots that control the universe, and I'm like, uh, maybe you could describe that a little better, since they're supposed to be your heroes. <laughs> And I think they later say something else about them doing the something that where it contradicts that. 
Oh, so one thing I think is interesting, the planet has three holes on it. I can tell that eventually took those three holes on this organic planet and used that for Umbra's mechanical spaceship later on. Hmm. So that was something that stood out to me that they decided instead of the main villain living on an organic planet, they changed it into that triangle spaceship and took three of what were supposed to be on the planet asteroids hitting the surface and instead used that as the three symbols on Umbra's shadow star. Interesting. So that was kind of cool to see that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they defeated the monster at the end, which I assume was a a magnetic menace (laughs) that they just put him in the planet and put the thing, uh, the rock on it and then watch the planet explode like the first episode. Is that so that they just reuse that animation for that one? Yeah, this is, this is, I would say probably this entire thing is probably 85% reused animation and just kind of drawn over. And it's funny because the villain just kind of shows up to be defeated already at the end. There's no beginning middle. It's just, well, we're fighting a villain. I thought we were going to see Umbra, but we never do. Um, I think he's just, is it just, is Umbra even named or is it just the evils of the universe? I think it's just evils of the universe. I don't think Umbra is a. Okay. Thing yet. Sammy, what are your thoughts on this pilot? What'd you think when you saw it? Um, gonna repeat stuff, but like it, <laughs> it's definitely a commercial more than a pilot. I, frankly, if anyone tried to get me into the show with that pilot, I would have been abhorrently like, no. <laughs> this is not good. Is the term proof of concept? Is that is that what we're trying to? Yeah, I guess that's that's probably that's probably a better yeah. name for it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 a thing that exists. Glad they they got it out there and stuff happened. <laughs> <laughs> but the only version of this is online. Once there's only one of these online on YouTube. Like millions of people haven't uploaded it, and there's nothing in the description that describes where it came from or how they got a hold of it. You said you found it from the, uh, found more info about it. I don't remember where I found it, but I believe it was a tape given to a TV station in some other country or some other region. And that was on there. And somebody had, the, you know, understood that I'm going to upload this. I know what this is. So I don't know if that's true, but I remember, I believe I remember reading a comment on it. And I'm, I'm like frantically searching right now to find it, but I don't see anything. And also wonder how long it's been since people have actually seen this other than, you know, bootleg VHS or whatever, because it was uploaded only, oh, seven years ago. Okay. So it's been up for a little bit. But yeah, so that was the Mighty Orbots, unless you guys want to say anything else about the Orbots or the pilot for we never talk about them ever again. I mean... (laughs) Until you reference it in some fashion in another episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad I finally watched the whole darn thing because that's been on the that's been on the watch list for uh, <laughs> how long have I known you, Andy? <laughs> Too long. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's a good show. I definitely still recommend people to watch it and it's short. So, you know. It's not really a time investment here, guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. Thomas, any final thoughts? Mm, no, nothing more to add. Andy, any final thoughts or fun facts about the Orbots? Uh, it goes through my list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I, I've just, I'd just be repeating myself, which I've been doing every time I come on here. 
So, you know, like you all know, it's one of my favorite shows. I thank you very much for having me talk about this because God knows people get tired when I'm like, have you ever seen, and then bring it up, next sentence is Mighty Orbots. So I appreciate you letting me on to chat about it for a little bit. So thank you guys. Heck yeah. Thanks for coming on uh, and joining us for these episodes of the podcast. I hope all of you out there too have enjoyed this deviation from reviewing something Transformers related every episode. And so we're going to sign off uh, without me saying um again, hopefully for like five more times and signing off. I'm, uh, oh that counts. <laughs> that counts. Immediately <laughs> ruined it. Sam, come up with a nickname for me. I couldn't think. Uh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I will not be. Uh, oh no! Yeah, I, I said it, and then I was like, "Wait, I want to be." Oh no! So signing off. This is Ono, <laughs> Sean. You're just gonna be Ralph. Rob? No. Shab. Human. Sh- oh. Shab. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing here. No. Wait, wait, no, wait. Orbot, no. What's the mighty Orbot robot called? Shia. Mighty Orbot. <laughs> No, I thought Mighty Orbot yeah. was. It, it's just called Mighty Orbot. It's been 13 yeah. episodes. Yes. It's Mighty Orbots, yes. Mighty Orbots Damn. is the name of the show and the name of the big robot. Wow. Somebody wasn't paying attention. You got to start from episode one. Oops. Delete There's all these water. episodes and podcasts all over again. Delete them. All right. This is Sean. Sign <laughs> off along with. Oh, no. That's Thomas? me. I'm not even going to make a joke out of it. <laughs> and this is Andrew Brutes. God, is your is your last name actually sounds similar to Brutes now? It, now it is. I legally changed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed the us rambling about Mighty Orbots. Earth, the 23rd century, a time of robots and aliens and of destruction and terror. Can the Galactic Patrol, defender of the United Planets, stop the evil computer, Umbra? You bet they can. Meet Rob Simmons, the secret inventor of Feisty Ono, Mighty Tor, Versatile Bort, Elusive Boo, Bold, the master of the elements, and Crunch, the metal muncher. Super robots forging together at Rob's command to form Mighty Orbots, champion of the universe. Go, Mighty Orbots!